very warm welcome to the Understanding Users podcast, brought to you by Researchable UX. It's great to have you with me. I'm your host, Mike Green. I'm a freelance user research lead and digital consultant based in the UK. Over the coming weeks, I'm going to be chatting to various digital experts who I've had the pleasure of working with in recent years. They're from various disciplines, including user research, UX design, development, and product management. And they'll even be a digital business owner or two. I'll be talking to them about how they came to be in their current roles, what they've learned along the way, and what advice they may have for others getting into the field. These are intended to be relaxed, informal chats with professionals who are keen to share their experiences. So sit back and enjoy. Understanding Users is at the Leeds Digital Festival 2022, which is an open collaborative celebration of digital culture in all its forms. Returning for its seventh year this year, the festival hosts a two-week lineup of world-class tech content in September to showcase the city's dynamic and growing digital sector. In this short episode, I'm talking to the speakers at a festival session entitled How User Experience Design Can Successfully Solve the Digital Challenges of Today, which is taking place on the 26th of September. This free event is jointly hosted by local digital design agency Lion & Mason and Leeds Building Society with leading specialists and peers discussing some of the key challenges facing businesses. I chat with the speakers about what they'll be covering in their talks and what practical relevant tips they hope attendees can take away to use in their own organisations. The speakers are Andy Curry, UX Director at Lion & Mason, Paul Cook, Principal Consultant at Lion & Mason, Kelly Moran, Head of UX at Leeds Building Society, and Imran Afzal, UX Design Leader at Co-op. There's a link in the show notes to sign up for the event if you'd like to. But in the meantime, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode. So it's uh, great now to welcome back Andy Curry, uh, a friend and former guest on the show. Um, Andy's UX Director at Lion & Mason. Welcome back, Andy. Nice to chat to you. It's lovely to be back. Thanks. Tell me a little bit to begin with about the event that uh, Lion and Mason and Leeds Building Society are, are hosting. At- Last year, we hosted our first um, standalone event at Leeds Digital Festival uh, called DX Leeds um, Digital Experience. And it was a fantastic day, uh, uh, which I'm sure you'd agree with because you've spoken at it yourself. But, uh, but we had some brilliant speakers from some great um, companies. Um, all talking about their own experiences inside UX design, user research, service design, digital transformation, things like that. And so we've we we followed this up again. Um, uh, we're doing it again this year. Uh, it's a similar type of format, but we're doing it in association with Leeds Building Society. Um, so that's a really exciting um, partnership to just kind of because uh, they're doing some, some some really great work in the field as well internally. Um, so. What we're doing is we're actually going to be running the event in Leeds Building Society's um, HQ in Leeds. Uh, we're going to, it's a sim- similar type of format. It's, it's an afternoon of, of talks by some really fantastic um, people from uh, across various different industries, uh, all working within the, the, the sphere of user experience, service design and product design. So, yeah, we're really excited. Brilliant. And... Uh... The kind of intended audience, are you focused in on a particular group of people or is it is it fairly broad? We, we intentionally try and keep things broad. There's, there's definitely a lot to be had from an event like this from um, maybe experienced experience people in the industry already just kind of wanting to hear perspectives from other um, professionals 
in their field. And I always find that personally incredibly useful because there's more than one way to skin a cat and always useful to kind of, even if it's just for personal validation, getting that sense and hearing those stories from other people and the experiences that they've gone through and the learnings that we can all take from that. Uh, but likewise, um, it's certainly something that will should appeal to uh, people in organisations who are looking to kind of uh, upgrade and uh, or, or kind of become a you know become a bit more um, uh, mature in their approaches to user centred design. Uh, and again, I think you know these these type, the types of people we have speaking of these things they they they're, they're there to talk about the, the challenges that they've overcome. They're there to talk about um, you know important issues and how we we all can approach this, not just from uh, a, a UX or a uh, a product design specialist perspective, but from an organization's perspective as well. Um, and likewise, um, more junior um, people, we had, we had a number of people who were kind of starting out in the field um, and found it incredibly valuable just to kind of hear stories from experienced professionals uh, and learn from that too. So it's, it's really a good broad mix, uh, I think it appeals to. Sounds fantastic. And, and you mentioned the speakers there. Could you just tell us a little bit more about kind of who the speakers are and broadly what they're going to be talking about yeah absolutely well we've got kelly moran who's the head of ux from leeds building society is going to be talking um about that you know his experiences in turn certainly in turn in terms of in-house within leeds building society and the work that they've been doing um uh, specifically i think he's talking about what makes it in his view uh, a great ux designer uh, what are those different attributes that uh, that are needed to, to to really be successful in this field um, we've got Imram Afzal from, uh, who's the UX design leader from Co-op, um, and uh, I, I know a few people who work with with Imran and, and could not speak more highly of, the, of him, both in terms of his expertise in design um, and delivery, but also in terms of just being an all-round great person. Apparently, he's going to be speaking uh, about empathy, which I think is one of the most valuable aspects of uh, of, of what we do. Uh, the value and importance of empathy. So that should be, I'm really looking forward to that talk as well. We've uh, also got our our very own Paul Cook, our principal UX consultant, um, who is uh, again going to be speaking about a a variety of different kind of uh, areas in terms of of user experience, um, the the things that companies need to think about in terms of applying that. Um, I believe you've spoken to him as well, so he'll, I'll, let, I'll, I'll, I'll let his own voice do this, do the talking on what exactly it is he's speaking about. But yeah, and uh, I myself will be doing a, I'll be comparing the whole event um, and uh, trying to keep things moving and smooth and make sure that we've got plenty of opportunity for discussion and questions along the way. Uh, we've got a few more speakers um, being lined up as well, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a really great event. What do you hope attendees will take from the day? The key takeaways I'd really hope is that it's just the sense that, uh, well, first of all, if, if, if people can walk away having learned something, that's always valuable. Uh, people come, come away feeling that they're inspired and driven. That's always what I look for at these events when I go. It's, and I want to walk away with lots more ideas and lots of, just, it recharges you, I think, when you, when you attend events like this, to suddenly get all these different perspectives, even from people maybe you don't necessarily agree with, but it starts those fires burning in your mind again. And I think the, that's one of the values of events like this um, is that uh, it can really start, it can recharge you in some ways and it can kind of start fi- firing up that enthusiasm again. So that's what I would really hope for. Great. And, and tell me more, uh, a little bit more about Leeds Digital Festival more broadly, because obviously this is the one event. 
but there's a there's a, a kind of broad program of uh, digital related events going on over the over the current sort of couple of weeks. I think is that right? Oh, it's it's a huge thing now. Yes, I mean I remember back when it um, you know years ago when it was in its infancy, and you know it's just grown and grown and grown. Um, and it, it, it you know covers covers the whole week. It covers the whole whole city all all over the place. So there's so many different subject areas across everything related to digital. Um, it's, it's and so many different formats as well. I mean, I myself, I'm actually also on a panel, um, a Q and A panel um, about accessibility and uh, where the design um, discipline should have a place at the table in in terms of decision making, um, and that's. Uh, that's called a UC Me UCD, and that's being uh, hosted by Transition Partners and Opencast, and that's on. The, I'm just going to find you. That's on the 20, 29th of September at six o'clock. So again, that's going to be a really interest. I'm really interested to to to, to join that and, and be part of those discussions because that's a subject. Accessibility certainly is a subject very close to my heart. So yeah, but there's just there's just so much going on. It really is. It's it's a bit of a difficult one to almost pick which ones you have time to do. So. Absolutely. Well, I'll put a link to the to the festival in the, in the show notes. And final question for you, Andy, is um, for your own the Lina Mason event. How can um, participants sign up for that? Uh, participants can sign up for that through the by 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 looking for it. the the event itself is called uh, "How User Experience Design Can Successfully Solve the Digital Challenges of Today." Uh, and through the, the the Leeds Digital Festival website, that's leedsdigitalfestival.org. Um, and, and through there, you can search for search through the many thousands, it seems, of events to find ours. I think by searching for Lion and Mason, uh, you should, should be able to get us as well. So I'm talking to Kelly Moran, and Kelly is head of UX at Leeds Building Society. Hi, Kelly. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. And as part of the digital festival this year, I know that that you from uh, as Leeds Building Society are running a, an event with Lana Mason. Um, could you tell us a little bit about more about that? Yeah, we did, we've partnered up with Lana Mason. They're going to be using the Leeds Building Society offices. Uh, last year, we moved into a lovely new building that's very modern, state of the art. Uh, it's a great environment to do presentations. So when Lana Mason saw our building and our area, they were more than happy to. That, yeah, let's use our, our building. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm going to obviously be do one of the presentations. And tell me more about that, Kelly. Um, what, what's your what, what's your talk about, and, and and what do you hope people will take from it? It really is about what makes a great UX designer. So I've been in UX since about 1998. I'm going to show my age now. And back then, it was known as usability. I put some labs together at the Halifax in about 1999. And starting to learn about user user behaviour, um, so and I've joined quite a few different companies over those years, and it's been really valuable seeing what looks good, what doesn't look so good. So I've been both a lead designer as well as a manager level, looking after staff and interviewing lots of different uh, designers. So it really is about what makes a great UX designer, from soft skills to the hard skills. And the one of the key things I guess you can take away from this is that. There are many UX designers out there that don't have UX experience. So UX is user experience. They don't spend time with users. They design for themselves or they look at other competitors' websites and create designs. But having that insight and that background, I guess, I've had over the years of constantly observing user behavior, seeing where people get stuck, confused, 
has been so valuable and that just adds an extra dimension. And there's going to be different levels to the presentation as well. So it's going to be talking a little bit about the user experience, but also then using A-B testing to refine your designs uh, and understanding all user types. So the next level up is you can design a great piece of work. It can, you can test it with six users and it looks great, but how would someone who's partially sighted use that site? If you was dyslexic, is there an issue? So there's lots of different levels up from uh, to become a great designer. You know, all around, you want to be able to create a design, you want to be able to use a test it, and it will go out live and it will have the maximum impact to our users. And how do you see UX as a discipline evolving, Kelly? Because you've obviously been in, in this uh, industry a long time, this discipline, and uh, it, it's changed a lot. But where do you see it going from here? Mm, that's a big question, isn't it? Um, I've always felt, I've, I've used Exure as one of the software tools, wireframing prototyping tools, which has been really valuable. And that has such a close link to the developers being able to code in HTML. And I've always seen the next stage was almost that UX designers can use a tool like Exure and almost become the developer as well. So they might have to hand over assets and wireframes and prototypes to developers. It's actually they just create the, the front end code as well. So whether that's going to be five, ten years away, I've always expected that to happen at one point in time. So that merge between the dev and the UX resource, because you do so much work. You know, when you we build wireframes and prototypes to test with users, there's a lot of work that goes behind that. It'll be great to reuse that for the actual live websites as well. So this time I'm talking to Imran Afzal, who's UX design lead from Co-op. Hi, Imran. Welcome to the show. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. Really glad to be here. So I introduced you as a UX design lead from Co-op, but tell me a little bit more about that, Imran. What's what's your role? What does it look like sort of day to day? So I work in the Experience Foundations team. Our team look after the Experience Library, which is the equivalent of what um, is a design system, effectively. Um, we see it as something a bit more than a design system. So my role doesn't simply involve curating the design system. It actually involves working with the community. Um, and we have a really big community of designers, um, engineers, delivery managers, product owners, product managers at Co-op. So my role and the role of my peers and my team is to really work with that community, to really enable them to achieve what they want to achieve in their product space. And the experience library is effectively our conversation start. It's how we help teams, how we support them. And um, traditionally with design systems, you know, teams are very focused on the system itself. I would say we, we focus far more on the community. And moving on to the Leeds Digital Festival, where you're going to be speaking, tell me a little bit about that. Have, have you been before? I've never been before. So this is going to be my first time attending and, and speaking as well. So um, and um, my introduction to it was I did a talk on empathy. Um, a couple of weeks back for a software company called Redgate. They invited me to their meetup, a virtual one, and I gave this talk. Um, and then I was asked to speak um, at this particular event about the same topic. And I think certainly when I gave the talk at Redgate, um, it resonated with a lot of people. Um, the topic of empathy and how it can be really important what we do in, in the design space. So what do you hope people will take from the talk that you're going to give? So my, so my hope is, um, you see, what I've seen over my career is that empathy is almost seen as uh, a stepping stone in the design process. And I actually think it's far more important. 
Um, often I've seen empathy being this thing that a team will do as a step while they're going to go and create a solution. So it's just a little, almost like you tick it off and say, we did an empathy map and now we're going to go and do everything else. And I think empathy is far more important. I think empathy um, can be transformative in everything we do with the teams that we work with, the work that we create and how we collaborate. And I'm hoping through this talk, people start to see that and they start to see that empathy isn't just, uh, you know, perhaps an exercise that you do to get your, get your kind of head into the mindset of the end user. It's actually bigger than that. And it's actually, it's actually better to relate empathy to the people that you're working with than just the end users that often can seem quite blurry and not very clear. And I think the biggest challenge we face in UX is you know, UX is supposed to be that field where we focus on on people, isn't it? It's supposed to be about designing for people. But, you know, the real challenge is that how can we bring a bit of that focus to the people that are doing the work, who are, who are crafting the designs, crafting the research sessions and things like that. So I think that's the biggest challenge. And I think that's what excites me when I talk about these topics. My hope is, my desire is to, is to bring a bit of focus to that. Okay, so I'm talking now to Paul Cook, uh, who's Principal UX Consultant at Liner Mason. And you're doing a talk as one as one of the sessions, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing a, yeah, it's, 20, it's 25 minutes. Tell me more about that. What, what are you going to be talking about? So, yeah, so, so my talk is um, basically why product design sometimes goes off track and, and how to prevent it. So the, the kind of basis for the talk is, you know, sometimes you see those kind of products, digital or not, out there. You think, how, you know, how the hell's that, that that being signed off, or how's how's that come to be made? That's you know, something about that that just is a bit ridiculous. Um, so it's looking at there's a particular example I use that I can kind of pick it apart to try and almost expose how how daft some of these things are. Um, look at how how that can happen, certain factors that can lead to that in the product design process. Um, and then the bulk of the talk is how to address that. And so it's, it's, it's a mix of kind of maybe some theory and practical tips about what you can do to prevent that happening if it's in danger of happening in your organisation. Um, and it's it's kind of, it, it, it's aimed at sort of anyone who's working in a product role, really. Um, so I think sometimes people think UX design, product design, it's got to be really expensive and you need budget to all this stuff. But this is almost like stuff you can do yourself so you don't have to have a load of budget or a load of a load of knowledge. Really, it's just these are things you can do and have a go, and, and it's, it's enough enough detail to be able to nip a daft idea in the bud early enough. Really, um, so that's the that's the gist of my my talk. Anyway, so it sounds fascinating. So, so what are the kind of key takeaways from, from that that you'd like uh, those who turn up to sort of go away with? Key key takeaways, I guess, would just be. Um, I think sometimes with, with UX design, certainly in the early days, there's a bit of like a mystique around it, around what people actually did. And there was someone who sat in the corner who, you know, knew where the buttons went and you know, knew knew how to <laughs> knew how to arrange the elements on the page. And it was all a bit secretive. And I think as time's gone on, a lot a lot of the methodologies and the techniques are, are really transparent now. Um, so what I want people to take away is really more just a confidence about, you know, having a go, even if you're not from a UX design background, really, there are some techniques and, and I guess methods that you can just pick up and learn and have a go with. And there's nothing, you know, what's the worst that can happen if you just, if you want to road test an idea or, 
go and do a bit of quick user research. You know, you can just do that. You don't have to spend a load of money or you don't have to have got a degree in it. You know, you, you can just pick it up and do it. So that's the that's the key takeaway from from my talk, hopefully, that people will um, yeah, come away with. Thanks for listening to the Understanding Users podcast. A special thanks to my guests, Andy, Kelly, Imran, and Paul. If you enjoyed what you heard, do please like or comment wherever you're listening and feel free to share this episode more widely. And feel free, of course, to drop me a line with any feedback via LinkedIn or my website, researchable.uk. Links are in the show notes. This is the first of three episodes featuring the Leeds Digital Festival 2022. Join me for part two, when I'll be hearing from attendees at the Lion and Mason and Leeds Building Society event and capturing their thoughts and reflections on what they've learned and how those learnings can benefit them in their roles and their organisations. Until then, stay safe and stay user-centred.